Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next Knicks fans, and what is up, Barry motherfucking D? What is up, Craig? And good day to Jay, a.k.a. Blanderson Hooper. Good day to you as well, Craig. Barry, by the way, doing knock-knock jokes. Tell him knock-knock jokes on Twitter. What is going oh, on there? Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Somebody requested we do a live on-air analysis of you that. Know, you, what, you take requests now? Is that what you do? If that's what the people want. The person. What was the joke? It was uh, knock-knock. Who's there? Detroit. Detroit who? Detroit sucks. Oh, and the Knicks are above 500. Is that still up? Are you going to delete that? It's 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 a few tweets ago now. It's a good one. It's a good one? How long did it take you to think of that knock-knock joke? It was like instantaneous. It, it, it took no time at all, Craig. <laughs> you don't feel a little bad doing that a joke like that when the Knicks really have sucked so bad? No. Over many years to be the one on the, the other end of that joke Dude, saying knock-knock there. Detroit, <laughs> Detroit the game. sucks. No, watching the game against Detroit and the Knicks kicking their ass felt really good. Especially taking us to over 500. So no, it feel, how often do we get to belittle other teams? Hmm. <laughs> Very creative. Followed by my tweet after that. What was which that one? is, the Knicks, the Bucks, the Nets, and the Sixers are the only teams in the Eastern Conference with a winning record. Now that... It's got to make you feel good. <laughs> With the Knicks just sneaking in there. Hey, it, it's it's still a fact. It remains a fact. For how many days? I don't know, because Boston only needs one win. But uh, but for now, that that's the truth, my friend. All right, guys. Wherever you listen to the show, remember to leave us a five-star rating and or positive review. And please, subscribe to the one podcast that makes everything in your Knicks life better. Even though right now, I don't know how it could even get fucking better. It is a hard Knicks life. Barry, how's the betting going? You go to betonline.ag at all this week? Yeah, I did. So, you know, there's a few games now I wanted to take the under and I chickened out and doing it. So finally, they're playing Sacramento, like the worst offense in the league. Knicks have like the best defense in the game. I'm going to take the under. And and that's the <laughs> night they decided to go off for a season high 140 points. Yeah. <laughs> So I lost that bet. But how could you be upset when they're scoring 77 in the first half and, you know. NBA, NHL, MLB, any sport you're into, plus a ton of reality show bets, futures, and props. If you're looking to place a bet on any of the sports going on, betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, 
They give you more options to wager than any place online, and there's always the online casino that never closes. So head to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, the formalities are out of the way. We can finally get excited about the Knicks. I should be gloating right now. About what? You should be gloating. You're the only one that felt confident that they'd get to over 500. I wasn't confident. You know, the fact that we would win three in a row against Sacramento, Indiana, and Detroit. Here we go. This was me on the last show. I might as well just soak it in. We will win the next three games, and we will go over 500. Say what now? Say what now, Jay said. Say what now, Jay? Listen, go ahead, you're right. go ahead and glow, our, Craig. Our third back-to-back sweep of the season. How incredible is that? I mean, listen, it, it doesn't hurt that we were playing the Pistons, but I mean, it's still. You knew they were playing the Pistons before I said that, and you said, they, say No, what? I'm just saying in general. They, you know, listen, you know, it doesn't usually matter who you're playing. There's usually some kind of a letdown on that on the second of the back-to-back, and you know, they came through in a big way. We are now at 18-17, and 17, number four in the East. Toronto didn't play tonight because they were postponed. Yeah. So we're now ahead of them. Our best start since 2012-2013, which was obviously a way better start than this, but it's the best start since then. Knicks fans are ecstatic. We're fucking ecstatic. Dude, Julius Randle, how how is he getting better? How is he getting better? Before we get into that, though, did you see that clip after the game against the Pacers of Knicks fans just fucking going nuts outside of MSG? Yeah, it looked like after the Eagles won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. <laughs> and did you did you see Alan Hahn's tweet yes. today? For those outside of Nick's Twitter who think side effects of Nick's fandom are only misery and despair, there's also wild mood swings and irrational euphoria. It's wonderfully exhausting. Was that a positive or a negative tweet? He towed the line. He towed the line a little bit. I, you could probably make the case for either way. <laughs> <laughs> I took that as a very negative tweet. Ripping on Knicks fans who are getting this this excited about a 500 team. Now one game over 500. But this feels so fucking good because none of us expected it. Outlets were, were, were predicting like nine, eight, nine wins for the Knicks this year. Vegas had them at 22 and a half. And now we're just five games away, four games away from that. Halfway through the season. Should have placed a bet on that, Barry. Yeah. <laughs> what a mistake that was. Back-to-back wins against Detroit and Indy this weekend. And yes, Julius Randle over these two games, 25, eight rebounds, six assists, two steals versus Detroit, 28 points, 10 boards, six assists, and four steals against Indiana. Seems to be getting better and better. One of the only weaknesses I've thought in his game this season is his finishing at the rim. And now he's doing that really well. And his three-point shooting, Craig, I mean, over the last few games, it's like right up around 50%. It's incredible. So on the season, he's up at around 42. And we talk about him getting better and better. His month of February, 24.9 points per game, 10.8 rebounds. The assists were a little down at 4.8, but 25 points a game, 11 boards in February with all the minutes that he's playing. It's remarkable. And it was great seeing him go against Sabonis against Indiana. Yeah, because that's the other big part of his game. Yeah, is that the defense. A guy that many thought got snubbed to make an all-star appearance. You know Sabonis thought that. You know, he was trying to prove something in that game. But Julius is stepping up. He, he's he's not relenting to any pressure. He's playing with like such an ease about him. 
loosey goosey, as as Clyde says. Yeah, he never looks phased. Whether they're getting blown out or they're blowing a team out, he just goes on doing what he's been doing. Yeah, it seems to just come very easy to him, and he just looks so smooth, and he feels so confident every time he, you know, he does some turnaround in the lane. You trust him. Or he, where he gets the pass and he's behind the three-point line. He fumbles it, still puts it up. It goes in <laughs> most of the time. Last year, he would get the rebound and he'd bring up the ball and it would be Point Randall and you'd be like, oh, here we go. You know, who does he think he is? And now you, you trust him when he has the ball at all times that he's going to make the right decision. Are we worried at all about him wearing out though? No, did you, no. Did you look at his minutes? I mean, he played 42 minutes yesterday and 38 today. Why was he in at the end of the game? It was four minutes to go. They're up like 19. Well, and, and he's still in there and, and Obi's sitting on the bench. Look, you, you can- Give the guy a rest. You can complain that, but it's but again, it's like, well, how can you? How can I complain? How dare at I At some complain? point, it's going gonna, it's gonna to catch up, don't you think? I feel guilty complaining. Tibbs has his team at 18 and 17, a team that we just said in 72 games, they should win 22. And he's got him at 18, 35 games in. You just worry. I mean, when was, I mean, you just worry about all the minutes. Do you have to be such a fucking downer, Blandy? I'm just, we're going to really talk realistic. about the minutes distribution right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were up big at Knicks the end of the game. They're playing their best ball of the there? season. Six wins in their last eight games. I mean, I understand I mean, I if we're looking for stuff. I don't know why he's playing him in the fourth quarter. Tonight. If we're looking for faults, that's a fault. Yeah. Yeah. Why is Derek sure. Rose in at that point? Why is Nerlens Noel in at that point? The guy never played, you know, never plays over forty minutes, and he well, played forty-one I mean, the night gonna before. Who's going to play instead of Nerlens on a night like tonight with no Taj? Well, I mean, in the fourth quarter, when you're up twenty points, doesn't really matter who you play. You could put Toppy in, you know, next they're, to Randall. Tibbs is either going to wear these guys out by season's end, or they're going to be the most well-conditioned team that's ever played the game. But yeah, I don't know why Tibbs had them in, but I, you can't complain about that right now. R.J. Barrett was in a little bit of a mini slump, right? But now had two great games back-to-back this weekend. We would not have won that game against Indiana without RJ. We that were, was huge. IQ put us up, I think it was nine, with that four-point play in the middle of the fourth quarter against Indiana. And then we just started to falter and stutter like we have been lately in the fourth quarter, not being able to do anything. Indiana came all the way back, took a three-point lead, and there RJ came in off the bench with just a few minutes left in the game. Six straight points, a three, a three-point play put us back ahead. He had 24 and seven against Indy. And then he had 21 tonight against Detroit. And, and it's amazing his ups and downs because he'll, he'll go a few games and, and people start talking about wanting him traded. But he is so tough and really impressive, especially how he comes back from these slumps. You forget he's just 20 years old out there. Yeah, it's funny. You know, you watch him play and, you know, every uh, every once in a while, he just has like an amazing, either strong play to the rim or he knocks down a couple of threes back to back. And it doesn't seem like he has like this overwhelming game. But then you look at the stat line at the end of the day and it's like, wow, you know, he was actually, you know, really efficient tonight. And, you know, he's getting things done, a little bit of everything. So yeah, he's been he's been doing great for the fact of a shortened season last year. And he's in his second year, he's twenty years old. You know, we know the whole story. Uh, you got to be happy with him. And then, yeah, again, to come through so clutch like he did against Indiana, that, that was huge because he wasn't really having a good game uh, that game. He was missing a lot of layups. His transition has been awful. Um, and even even tonight, like the transition game was, was uh, you know, a little suspect on a couple of plays. All the Knicks have have trouble, you know, when they're running in transition, it seems like. But um, but no, RJ, yeah, I'm thrilled with what he's having. And, and it should be said, too, the other reason they won that game and – 
Ironically, RJ missed those two free throws towards the down the stretch, but everybody else was hitting their three throw free free throws. You know, Randall, Nerlens Noel hit a couple of big ones. Um, Frank Nelakina hit a couple of big ones. Yeah, they were all knocking them down when it counted. So I mean, they were, as much as RJ probably led to that, uh, you know, closing out of that game and, and and finishing it off, the rest of the team, you know, came through with a clutch win. Isn't it impressive though that is he the youngest player on the team still? One of the youngest players on the team, maybe the youngest at twenty. I think he might be. That when everyone else on that team is struggling in the fourth and he comes in off the bench and he's just has this attitude like, well, fuck this, I'm just gonna I'm gonna take over here. You could see that he did that. Oh you know, yeah, when totally. he drove the lane for that three-point play when he took that three, a lot of guys coming off the bench. I mean, at 20 years old, you're, you you want to get settled in before you start trying to take over a game. But nobody else, no of all the vets on that team, nobody else was stepping up in that moment except for 20-year-old RJ. Or you look at any of these young players where you know maybe they're having a, a bad game and they miss a couple of easy shots, then they hesitate or they look to get rid of the ball because RJ they don't want the big moment. Never does that. RJ. Never does it. It doesn't matter. You know he he. He, he clears the, the past out of his mind and he just looks forward and he knows that he, what he's capable of. You know, he's got confidence. That is the one thing that scares me about the Knicks ever giving up on him or fans giving up on him or wanting to trade him is that that would come back to haunt us because he does have that no fear mindset. You know, he's not afraid of taking a big shot. He's not afraid of driving the lane when the Knicks are down two at the buzzer like he did a couple of weeks ago. Like he he has no problem doing that. He's He's been missing. He hasn't been hitting those. He's been missing a lot of them, but he does it. And he do, you're right. No matter how bad of a game he's having in the fourth quarter, they needed him and he came through. He was eight for 17 in that game, seven boards. He missed those two free throws. You could tell it killed him. And then we had Frank coming in and f- suddenly finding a role. <laughs> for himself i'm so hard on, on frank team. so who isn't hard on frank a little bit <laughs> i mean it's just amazing that he just it's like he came back from the dead what the hell happened i've got a i've got like a little boner for frank right now <laughs> he's getting a few minutes in the game he's he's finding a little bit of a role for himself with alfred out i, I think he might be in this rotation now to stay because he's just being, getting really Payton effective out there i don't know what's going to happen when Peyton comes back i really don't is derrick rose going to go back to the bench is Frank going to not come off the bench again? I don't know how you fuck with this. How do you screw with this? If it's working for you, you're stringing wins together. You know, the, the, the chemistry feels good. If you're Thibodeau, how do you, how do you disregard all this? Because Peyton was your starter for X amount of games in a row. I know it was a lot. It was all of them, you know, until that hamstring injury came up. But how do you then go back to putting Rose next to Quickly when we all know who, how these lineups look when Quickly is the main ball handler, the main point guard. You know, and having Rose out there in the starting line, it just fits. It just seems to fit. The starting unit played so well together against Detroit. The bench was actually struggling. And that's the whole thing, Craig. Like, we've seen some games where the bench carries them. And we see games where the starting lineup carries them. Other than Julius Randle, who seems to have it every single night, you're getting different contributions from different places. Emmanuel quickly is lighting it up one game. Alec Burks, another game. You know, Norwin's Noel's coming through. You're having a game, a couple games where Reggie Bullock is lighting it up. Yeah, he's been solid and he's been he's been stepping up on the defensive end. He's always getting his hands in there and and, and disrupting and, and playing his man really well. Emmanuel quickly loves playing the fourth. Quiet as can be <laughs> the whole game. The and floater the fourth, started falling for him finally. Uh, when that right? floater's not falling, there's like an emptiness in my heart. <laughs> you know? It's like, it just feel, you're like, really? You should be, he was used to be hitting every single one of those. And then all of a sudden it's not falling anymore. But yeah, yeah in the fourth, it started to hit, he started to hit those. 
Then he starts doing those sidestep threes that he loves yeah, taking. Yeah, like tonight. Oh. Did you see or did you hear what they were talking? I know it's not sexy, but his uh, his free throw shooting. Did you hear them talking about that during the game tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 94 for his first 100. And that's yeah, I guess maybe Elias, a record ever or at least in the past 20 years. Elias sorry. can only go back 20 years, but they're saying in the last 20 years, that's the most you know free throws hit in the first 100 for anybody. The fact that he's even gotten to the line. I know, it's crazy times. how many yeah, yeah. times he's gotten to the line. Yeah. His game against Sacramento, which we haven't talked about much, but 25 points. He was struggling so much going into that game, but you could see it in his eyes and his body language in that game that he wanted to prove something. Listen, I, in, in that Sacramento game, I think you could see that with Quickly and Toppin, we were much better off than we would have been had we taken Halliburton. I mean, Halliburton's got decent numbers for Sacramento, but aren't you happy with, got great numbers with the way Sacramento. things have gone? I mean, he could always make the argument they could have had Halliburton and Quickly. But would one have crossed out the other? No, you'd be playing the, both of them together. You'd have a, your backcourt would be fucking great. I don't think you would have taken Quickly if you had taken Halliburton. You might have because nobody even th- thought of a Quickly as a point guard in that draft. Everyone considered him just a shooter and a two guard. And everyone, it's clear that Halliburton's a point. I think that Toppin plays a real good quality five and a half minutes every game. <laughs> <laughs> We were talking about Derrick Rose. He's been playing really well since he's been in the starting lineup. He had 17 points, 11 assists against Indiana, 14 points, 5 assists in 32 minutes against his former team, Detroit. But I mean, the highlight for for me this week for D. Rose has to be this. Derrick, have you had a chance to see any of uh, Halliburton, the rookie Kingsguard? And if you have, what do you think of him? No, I haven't. I haven't. Um, I heard a lot about him, but... (laughs) Daddy, look. Daddy, look. Daddy. His kids are on his lap right now? or I mean, listen, I don't know what Ian Begley is doing, but he needs to get it together. That is so fucking unprofessional, Ian. <laughs> it's just... I mean, I, I get you're working from home, but, you know, lock the friggin' door so you could just, you know, ask you one question. He's got yeah, one you think, question like, to ask. You know, all these mishaps, you'd think he'd have his finger on the mute button. As soon as he got his question out, just hit that mute button. You would Because you don't know what's going he, on in the Begley household. How do you not just lock your kids out on the other side of the door for, the, for this half an hour has, or whatever? All he has to do is ask one question. <laughs> how could he not make sure it's quiet for one question? It is, I, I, it is beyond me, Ian. I don't know how many times we have to have this fucking conversation. And I mean it with all due respect, because all of us have kids on this show. We understand. That's why we're allowed to say all this, because it makes no fucking sense. I'm afraid to have my kids just in my room when I'm having a meeting, where nobody outside of that meeting is going to hear anything or see anything. Ian, you're a Knicks beat writer. Your voice is going to be heard on this question. You know that. And you're letting your kids fucking ask you to, like, look at, like, their fucking... (laughs) God knows what while you're asking a question to Derek Rose, who basically gets forced into talking about Baby Shark. You know, he was just talking about that because he could fucking hear some kid yapping away in the background. Daddy, look at this. Look at this. Next, Ian Begley's going to be like wiping his kids' asses while he's asking a question of, of Nick's Daddy, plays. I pooped. I need you to wipe my, my butt. We're almost there. You're, you're, it's not clean yet. Oh, sorry, Derek. Derek, when you're not wiping, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, between chips and choking and his kids multiple times, not being prepared when he's supposed to ask a question, having his hand up, you know, and being called on when he's... 
I'm What's waiting. Next? I'm waiting for like next post game. You hear in the background his wife. Ian, did you take the garbage out? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the best part of the post game is waiting to see if something if you fuck something up. You know? How about you just get on Zoom, go to your car, <laughs> go somewhere where you're alone, make sure there's no food in the car that you're not going to be able to resist for those ten minutes. All right, and there's no kids screaming. It is not an impossible thing to make this situation we're all living in work. Yet here is Ian Begley. It's it's fucking, it's comedy. <laughs> it's great for us. Going forward, we need some Ian Begley theme music for when we ever have this segment, since it's such like, a recurring what? segment. This is probably like the longest recurring segment we ever had on the show, because <laughs> most of the time we try out shit and we don't love how it came out or we get bored of doing it. We do all this stuff. This is recurring. We have a lot of talented listeners out there you know, let somebody produce some theme music maybe for uh, like the Ian Begley segment. What kind of, what would the theme music be like for that? I have no idea. I don't know. We should just play Baby Shark, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Blandy, how excited are you about all this? We, we, I feel like I've barely heard you in this whole show. Listen, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I, I certainly didn't expect this. You know, we had that argument over the last couple of shows. I, I'll be the first to say that you know it's not what I, I want them to do well. I, this is great. I mean, it's making it so much more enjoyable to sit and watch watch the games. They they were hitting three pointer after three pointer the first half today. I mean, they they couldn't hit a anything from inside the arc, but I mean, they were draining threes from everywhere. I, there's you know, Nerlens Noel has been filling in for Mitch like you know without missing a beat he's been he's been great i mean it's great watching them yeah the fact that we have such um such an elite rim protector oh even after mitchell robinson goes down it is unbelievable know. guys going up for dunks against nerlands and you pretty much know he's gonna shove it back in their fucking face yeah it's, it happens over and over i mean he can't he can't hit a shot from within three feet for some reason and he can't catch a pass all right <laughs> Neither can Bullock catch, by the way. I don't know how many times RJ has to... RJ's going to stop just passing the Bullock. Yeah, there was a couple <laughs> of bad He's passing the Bullock, it's going through his hands, he's going out of bounds. Bullock w- ran out of bounds tonight, <laughs> and then got the ball passed to him. Who's What's out of bounds? What's he doing over there? He's fucking standing out of bounds while your team He was looking playing. for the restroom. <laughs> he was so far off the court. You're supposed to be on the fucking court, Reggie. How many times is RJ going to pass to him? Sickening. I'm actually not a big R- Reggie Bullock fan. Yeah, I he, could do it, Adam. He's good when he he's open for three. He's better than Wayne Ellington, though. Uh, do you not feel bad for Wayne Ellington? Oh, poor <laughs> Being Wayne. With the no, Knicks. I don't feel fucking bad. <laughs> and for now Wayne he's Ellington. with the nine win Pistons. I mean, the fact when you're a fucking Knicks reject, you know, and you're now with DSJ, who is a Knicks reject, and you know you're you're in Detroit of all places. Yeah, that's a fucking sad situation. Guys, want to give a brief moment here to talk about our newest sponsor, eBay. It's time for you to shine, Barry. Mm-hmm. Whether it's rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity, authenticity. guarantee. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. Authenticators. Oh. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, (laughs) logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. I was expecting like, inspection points. (laughs) Uh, Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity 
And it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Let's check out the voicemails from this week. Well, how about we check out the voicemail from this week? Is that okay? <laughs> the fuck, everybody? Where is everybody? Let's fucking go. Fucking Nicks, let's do this. It's your boy, Brandon, in Georgia. I can't talk loud because my daughter's asleep. But let's fucking go. I don't want to hear any more shit talking about Frank, period. No more shit talking. The dude saved our ass tonight. Don't front. Fucking Rose with that weird weird ass foul. Anyways, I'm done. Fucking next. Let's do this shit. Brandon from Georgia. What was his daughter like sleeping on his chest? Uh... (laughs) I mean, maybe. Maybe he lives in a teepee. I mean, he was cursing a lot if she's sleeping right on. <laughs> maybe, maybe unlike you, he's not, you know, he's concerned about waking up his kids. You know, he doesn't want to yell and scream. <laughs> and he just felt the need to do it right then. He couldn't wait till the next day. I guess not. No, when he was, was overcome he with joy. He had to get it out there. He was like, I'm just going to whisper the whole thing. That was a little creepy. It was, it was, it was cre- absolutely. It was a little creepy. Very. <laughs> I was waiting for this. <laughs> I see dead people. <laughs> Oh, look at that. Who who would have ever thought you'd be able to use that? I know, right? That's why I had to work that in there. <laughs> All right, y'all hear it. It is time for the news with Blanderson Hooper, brought to you by Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company. They are changing the crumb cake game. Guys, it's actually March, but we're recording this podcast minutes before March. I know. Right. I'm at the so, website, Craig. They don't have the uh, cake of the month. Up I thought yet. about calling to try and get get a heads up about it. Maybe it's St. Patrick's Day. Something. Oh. Do they do that? That'd be interesting. Corn beef. Maybe something uh, with like uh, crumb cake. Corn beef crumb cake. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> I was thinking something alcohol related, like a Bailey's Irish cream or something. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. You would hope so. Jay, what's your? Give us your top. Three favorite flavors of Clarkson Avenue crumb cake. Um, well, I mean, and please don't had... fucking go into a huge diatribe of each one. It's a thirty-second ad, Jay. Come on. Yeah. Okay. I would have to go with the cookies and cream. Number one. I would go with the um, the apple crumb. Number two. And uh, the carrot cake. Wow, not the s'mores. I like that one. I mean, I enjoyed the, that one that we had. When do we wow. have that on? Fourth of July? They just have so many great flavors. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's hard to narrow it down to just three. <laughs> All right. Well, from holiday gift boxes to their world famous crumpkins, they even have a crumb cake of the month subscription you can get for three, six, or 12 months. Go to ClarksonAvCrumb.com. Use promo code HARDNIXLIFE. That's going to get you 23% off the best crumb cakes you'll ever eat. All right, Blandy, give it to us. So let's start off really quick. Raptors and Bulls tonight postponed. Uh, coronavirus has been tearing through the Raptors. I don't know if you've seen this. Nick Nurse, like six or seven assistants, Pascal Siakam. Um, the game was postponed because they were not going to have, based on positive tests and contact tracing, the minimum of eight people that they needed to have in order to play the game tonight. So, And that's the 34th postponement of the year so far. 
Uh, their next game, I think, is Tuesday. So whether or not that happens, who knows? Uh, Jeremy Lin posted on Twitter, on social media, that uh, he was recently referred to in a G League game as coronavirus and was speaking out against the um, the the racism that's being directed towards Asian Americans. Uh, he says he will not snitch wow. on who it was who called him that, but the G League is doing an investigation whether or not they're able to figure out who it was or not. It's awful. Some soccer dude whose name I can't pronounce correctly, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, if you saw the other day on Thursday, criticized LeBron for uh, speaking out publicly um, just about social and political issues and said essentially that, that athletes should just shut their mouths and do what they're supposed to do. That again? Yeah, which LeBron wasn't too happy about uh, and said, I quote, I would never shut up about things that are wrong. And he obviously did his homework too because he pointed out uh, some incident from three years ago where this specific guy actually spoke out in his native Sweden about racism. He's. So, a, I was just going to ask, where does he play? He's Swedish? Well, I guess he must be from Sweden, but Zalatana Ibrahimovic doesn't sound Swedish to me. What is that I mean, fucking accent think- you're doing every time you say it? That's like an Eastern European, Zalatan Ibrahimovic. Oh, there you go. If he was Swedish, his name would probably be like Gjordsen Snurgensen, you know? Yeah. So, uh, Malik Beasley. (laughs) Fuck it. What is that? Is Sesame Street? What? Malik Beasley? No, No, that that character. Muppets. Oh, Muppets. No, Olaf Björnadsorg. Isn't that like the chef in Muppets talks like this? No, that's, well, his name is the Swedish chef. But okay. yeah, that's how he talks on the Muppets. Yeah. Anyway, <sighs> Malik Beasley has been so has been suspended for twelve games, uh, based on an incident back in September where he pointed a loaded weapon at a car full of a you know uh, a family uh, that was in front of his house. Good for him. So he's having a good year, right? The whole uh, Larsa Pippen thing, and now now this uh, Mavs are at sixteen and sixteen. I don't know if you saw KP missed his last three games with a uh, with lower back stiffness, so good for him. But he played against Brooklyn, didn't he? Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. he did. Yeah, he's, I don't know he's, if you saw. Did you see that 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 heave chuck that he that he let go like two no. and a half minutes to go? I know they, he had a huge game where he hit like eight out. Of, was that the game that he hit? No, no, eight this out of one he missed from three. You know, like oh. this was like from the logo, and it was. It was not like late in the shot clock. There was over two minutes to go. It was a close game. It was like 62-60. Doncic brought up the ball, passed it to KP, who just crossed half court, and at the edge of the logo pulled up for what looked like a 40-something foot three-pointer, which missed. And, you know, those shots look so awful when you miss them. You're going to take that shot. You better fucking make it. And It's just crazy. Sports Center tweeted that out. Like, what? pretty much like, what the fuck were you doing? Uh, all right, and then let's just finish up with a couple of Nets things. All right. First off, on Twitter, I don't know if you saw this, <whistles> Kevin Durant wasn't so happy because some female rapper named Cash Doll, I don't know if you saw this, tweeted something out where she said Love all Cash them- Doll. Do you like Cash Doll, Barry? Never heard of her before. I mean, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Cash Doll is dope. Oh, yeah. Um, Fire. She tweeted something out. I can't use the exact terminology because uh, it would be extremely offensive. Holy shit. This is like the second time I almost choked on an ice cube in this <laughs> fucking show. <laughs> wow. Goodness. <laughs> Have you noticed me doing that? I just <laughs> noticed something fall out of your mouth and you caught it in your right hand. There? I thought Whoa. it was like your dentures. <laughs> Excuse me? 
You don't wear dentures. I almost died twice in this fucking show by Ice Cube. Can you die it by choking melt. on an ice cube? I don't cube? think you'd actually die. What would happen? You just eventually melts? It would melt. Yeah. I think and if you coughed a lot, it would generate heat, so it would melt even faster. That's some science well, for you. It's great. We're not finding that out. <laughs> anyway, so Cash Doll tweeted out that all them will just say fellas, not the word she used, want to fuck KD. To which KD then responded, I'm KD. Your name is Cash Doll. Let's go easy with the initials. Um, Wait, what? And then, what? She goes by herself as KD? Well, he, what he said was, I'm KD. Yeah, I am fucking, the you, There's KD. no other KDs in the world? He said that she was just using those initials just to get you know some, some eyes on her tweet, that, that he's the real KD. Her name is Cash Doll. To which she responded to him that his name is Kevin Durant and that, you know, that she's KD. Nobody else can have those initials, KD. I guess not. He is the only KD. Hmm. What a fucking bitch. Is he What'd not a say? bitch? What? Is he not a bitch? Who, Kevin Durant? I mean, he definitely has KD. bitch tendencies. I mean, yes, you can. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> Someone's re- uh, cash doll? Is that, a big, is that a big rapper? I've never heard of her. I, I mean, she's not, you know, Nicki Minaj or Megan The Stallion. That's K A S H with a K. K A S H D O L L. Yeah, she's got five point four million followers on Instagram. Really, uh, Cam Soda, which is apparently a webcam, an adult webcam site on the internet. Yeah, I'm familiar. Oh boy, has offered VIP elite access to KD, Kyrie, James Harden. Um, for the remainder of the season as a way to prevent them, try and prevent them from being tempted to going out on the town and coming down with Corona in order to, you know, because they're looking to prevent the derailing of uh, the Nets championship aspiration. So I guess the guy who owns the site is a big Nets fan uh, and he came up with this offer now. What this is more of a publicity yeah, stuff well, for the website but, than anything well, else. Well, no, I mean it's apparently it's a big it's a it's a big site, so they don't necessarily need the publicity. But with the with Magic City in Atlanta, where everybody's going for the All Star Game, he has offered up uh, elite VIP status to the three of them. And if any of the well, if I guess if Kyrie or or James Harden comes back with the MVP trophy from that particular All Star Game, he said he will give every Nets player VIP elite. Access. What is VIP elite access? And can't these guys afford it if they really wanted it? Well, let's see. Um, <laughs> but they're, they're, they're each getting a, a three dollar ninety nine cent as per elite month VIP members. The guys will be provided with a personal representative who will fulfill model requests for them and help them to connect with any model twenty four seven three sixty five. Think of it like a personnel, uh, personal hotel concierge service service board for an adult webcam. Site. That's absurd. Yeah, it's fucking. It's a, uh, we shouldn't even be talking about this. It is. Just Why? A total, I thought it was good. Ah, this guy just wants publicity. I was getting it on our show. Last but not least, we're gonna end it up with this. I don't know if you saw the the Bucks and the Clippers played today. Yeah. Uh, Bucks came up big. Giannis scored, I think, like seventeen in the final, twenty-two points for the Bucks. But the highlight of the game, without a doubt. The dunk by Giannis this, towards the end through the lane from Doris Burke. Oh, 
You have to know when to come. So Chris does a great job. Giannis comes from behind and gets a piece of it. Like, it's not just when you come. Like, it's it's how hard you come. That's what? right. It's not just wow. when you come. It's how hard you come. You and the only that, thing I Wendy? have to say, the only thing I have to say Where'd you hear this? that? Where people, people asked you if you wanted it in the this? butt. <laughs> Were people I gotta talking hear about Doris, that? I got to hear Doris again. Okay, so I haven't heard this. Are you ready? You have to know when to come. So Chris does a great job. Giannis comes from behind comes from and behind. gets a piece of it. Like, oh, he gets a piece of it. It's not just when you come. Like, it's it's how hard you come. You also could respond to that with, Do you want my pants off or on? Yeah. Is, has, this been wow. a, has, has this been a blaze everywhere? It was on Twitter. Yeah, it was trending okay. on Twitter. That's where oh, I found okay. it. Yeah, I didn't I mean, see that. She, she says, it, you know, he comes from behind. He gets himself yeah, we heard, a piece. We heard it. We heard it. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to it's like, give it's, us a like play by play. it's not even just like a one oh, yeah, sentence, yeah. like a one word thing. Like it's multiple times where she yeah. says ridiculous stuff. Is it bad? Like the whole time you're playing that, all I could think about was Clarkson Avenue from Kate. <laughs> and how Listen, it That's what to gets that. you hard. You know, it is what it is. Uh, and that's the way the basketball bounces. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's show. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnickslife. You can follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. You can follow Jay at Blandy Hooper. And you can call us at 516-33-MESH-1. If you like our show, don't forget to leave us some positive reviews and or five-star ratings. You can buy our merch at hardnickslife.threadless.com. Hmm, what should we do for the fucking schedule this week? I don't know. All right, give me a drum roll, Jay. Give it to us, Blandy. All fight. right. Yes! Back in it. You know why you got that? For that Doris birthday. Yeah? You like that one? I love it. So Tuesday, we have an 8.30 game at San Antonio. We follow that up Thursday with another game with Detroit. This one is at home. That's at 7.30. Sorry, watching Barry study the schedule. And that's it for the remainder of the week before the All-Star break. You know, the All-Star game is Saturday night. Go ahead. And so you want after the game? First no. game after the break? No, I, you should you should talk about Saturday night. I mean, we do have two representatives there. <sighs> All right, so you've got, the, you got Randall, obviously, on the East Reserves. And from what you, they say, although it's not official at this no, point No, it's yet, official. Since when? I saw a reputable source tweet that he's in it. But it's not official. Like the NBA has yet to announce who's in the slam dunk competition, it's correct? Like it's officially unofficial. That doesn't even make any sense. That that that's just uh, that doesn't make any sense. It's officially unofficial? Or maybe it's unofficially official. Ba- Barry's just looking for an opportunity again to, to jump me so that way next time he gets to do this. It's, that's what he's trying to do. It's not official. So there. As of right now, there's three names that are being floated. It's it's Obi Toppin and two other dudes. Some guy who's on like a... Portland. Know, he was on like a two-way contract or something. Jay doesn't then, give news that isn't official, right, Jay? You don't that's right. That. You wait till I it's official. I make sure... I make sure that my, you know, the thing is official. You might give, of, you might not, give news of, of fucking offers for exclusive VIP access. That's to right. Webcam but site. that's official. Right. That's official. That's, that's official. The, you're, the, 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 the offer was made officially. I'm, I'm not going to put my reputation on the line 
by going with something that might not actually be true. If you're willing to do that, then that's fine. You can do that. I'm not going to do that, Barry. Hey, Craig, knock, knock. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Who's there? Blandy. Blandy who? Blandy sucks. Bye. Shut your mouth, funny guy! <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time. You guys, settle. You guys, settle down. Make up. I love you. Love you more. Oh, boy. (laughs) All right, guys. Until next time, it is a hard... Nick's... Life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.